Hey, what's up, universe? Welcome to episode 27 of It's a Choice. And the title of this episode is going to be Choose Your Lesson. And what I'd like to go through in this particular episode are 12 takeaways or lessons that I picked up or noted down in my journal as I was going through the Journey Within program uh, that I did a couple weeks ago in Colorado. And if you've been through Jim Fortin's TCP program, uh, or if you've been to a Tony Robbins Date with Destiny program, uh, there's going to be things that sound very familiar. There's going to be a lot of things that are very similar, um, or if not even the same, as some of the things that we talk about in either one of those programs. Um, the thing is, is that repetition is the mother of all skill, right? That's what they say. And then also... I it's just fun to remember some of these things, some of these things that I forget or that I remember when I did them in either one of those programs and how it impacted me. And so I just want to bring them back up and just kind of share them with you. And I'll just kind of give some examples on some of the points um, that have shown up in my life or things that are current with me and some and how they apply to my life in the moment, in the now. Uh, so let's just kind of jump in. Um, so the first one, um, and this one wasn't ever like done in A Date with Destiny for me or in Jim's uh, TCP program, but this was a big thing for me on the first day of the journey within. And it's never speak your pain. Never give your pain a voice. Don't identify with that. Physically, emotionally, the things we identify with, identity is just another word. It's synonymous with attachment. Like if you identify with that, you're attached to that. You can think of that. And I, I got that from reading Awareness, um, you know, by Anthony DeMillo. Um, every time I read the word identify or identity in that book, it just, the context just kept striking me as that's just a form of attachment. I'm a teacher. I'm a father. I'm a mother. I'm an IT guy. I'm a Kansan, um, an American, I'm Christian or whatever, right? Like, you know, those are just examples of like what we say we are. I am, and then whatever it is. And they say that whatever you say after that, I am whatever you become. It's something that you identify with. It's something that you're choosing to attach to. Uh, and I don't know how many of us actually consciously think about that and be like, I am choosing to attach myself to that. And the whole thing about like developing yourself to go beyond like suffering or, you know, like pain is dropping those attachments and dropping those identities. And like, what are you choosing to entangle yourself with? So I just found it interesting, right? So that's just some of those lessons that came up just from that simple thing of just not speaking your pain, not giving your pain a voice. So then the second thing that uh, the second lesson that I learned or just remembered or became aware of was um, some of these are just quotes, right? We all fall to the level of our standards. We get what we tolerate, right? Standards are our musts, our non-negotiables, things that we choose to not budge on. So we always fall to the level of our standards. And the third thing is definitely a, another, it's just a quote from Jim Rohn, uh, only those who risk going too far can possibly find out how far one can go. So it's basically like you got to push those boundaries. You've got to push those limits. You got to find out where are you uncomfortable? Yeah. 
How far can you go? The fourth is that the past does not equal the future unless you live there. I've totally done that shit. I'm sure we all have all done that. And to kind of go along with that is the idea and the quote of you're never in the same river twice. The waters of the river are always flowing, always changing. You're never in the same river twice. And then there's the idea of like, you know, in martial arts, don't fear the man who's practiced 10,000 different kicks one time. Fear the man who's practiced the same kick 10,000 times. Because the true master knows that each kick is a different kick. And so you're never in the same river twice and the past does not equal the future. Meaning that you can experience what may appear to be the same thing or the same you know, experience, but it's not. Because every single moment is unique. Nothing is ever truly the same. You're never going to experience the same thing twice, ever. The now always constantly changes. The fifth lesson was people fail because they aim low and hit, not because they aim high and miss. You know, like you get, you always follow the level of your standards. If you aim low and you hit, you're like, you get some satisfaction from that. You aim high and you miss, that gives you some drive. That gives you some determination. It might feel like a setback, but failure always, always comes before success. The sixth lesson was, we're always making three choices. And I found this one interesting. We're always making the same three choices. The first thing is, what am I focusing on? The second thing is, what am I making that thing mean? What am I making what I'm focusing on mean? And the third thing is, is how am I choosing to respond to that meaning? We're always doing that. We always have something that we're focused on. We're always giving the thing that we're focusing on some meaning, and then we're always responding to that meaning. I just found that one pretty profound because it was like something I just never thought about. I was like, that's pretty true. And then the plays into the seventh lesson is that questions direct our focus and the quality of our lives depends on the quality of the questions that we're asking, the quality of what you're choosing to focus on. And I just want to give, you know, there's been a resource that was recently provided to me about quality questions. And I just love that. I, I just, I just fucking love that because that's definitely something that's been a big thing that I've been wanting to like keep developing and keep pushing. That's definitely a boundary of things that I want to keep pushing is to and ask better and better quality questions, you know, choose things that help push my focus into better quality areas of like, you know, just because that's just going to be where my, where my attention goes and where my energy goes so the quality questions are a big thing. So I just appreciate that. The eighth lesson is begin with the end in mind, which is basically the same thing as saying like visualize it. And like, I like this analogy too, like during the program, uh, you know, Luke was like, when is the best time to build a house? The answer, when it's finished, when the blueprints and designs are completed, then you can start building it. When you know what you're working towards, then you can go for it. And that's going to play into like 
what I point number 10 below here that I have. But just we'll keep that in mind. That like begin with the ending in mind. The next lesson was like around fear and faith. Now, there's a few quotes here that I really like. And I, I had to find this one again because I remember, remember running across it and I just couldn't recall it when I was at the program, but I found it here when I got home. And it's that fear and faith have something in common. They both ask us to believe in something that we cannot see. And that's by Joel Osteen. And then there's the Florence Scovel Shin quote about fear, which I personally really enjoy as well, is that fear is faith inverted. And then there's one that Jim likes, Jim, uh, Jim Fortin, uh, that fear is the idleness of will. And that's by Elphas Levi. So you get into the definition just because I like to do that real quick around these types of things, right? So at so Journey Within, they defined belief as the sense of absolute certainty about what something means. You look up at the dictionary um, definition of belief and it is the acceptance that a statement is true or that something exists. Second definition is trust, faith, or confidence in someone or something. If you look at the etymology of um, of belief, it's to hold something dear, to hold it in esteem, to trust it. Another etymology definition is conviction of the truth of a proposition or alleged fact without knowledge. And the third etymology definition is, some, it says, sometimes used to include an absolute conviction or certainty which accompanies knowledge. So sometimes you have knowledge and sometimes you don't. But that's where fear and faith come in, right? They both ask you to believe in something that you can't see. So point number 10, going back to what I was talking about in point number seven there around questions, right? Clarity is power. Clear, specific outcomes and I can't help but think of an uh, episode of Ozark that I really like where this question is very simple, but it's really profound. What do you want? What do you want? I don't know how many of you guys struggle with that particular question, but there are times where I've definitely, definitely struggled with that question. What do I, what do I want? Like, what the fuck do I want? Like, literally, seriously, and like to have it have like real meaning, not just like some type of whimsical, like off the cuff type of a thing, but like literally what is it that I want? It goes back to like the genie in the bottle and the three wishes, like what do you wish for? And it's like, man, like you don't want to fuck that up, right? Like what do you want? So clarity is power. Clear, specific outcomes. And this is going to go into the next thing too with intention, but I'm going to talk a little bit more about clear, specific outcomes because this really came up for me. This was something that was pretty big, not only at the journey within, but through reflecting on this particular topic, right? So while I was at the journey within, it became really clear to me that there, that I had fear around some things about because I had a lack of direction and I've done a podcast on this, right? You know, choose your direction. 
and I wasn't clear on my outcomes. I wasn't clear on what it is that I wanted. And this came up in like a number of different areas in my life as I reflected on it, right? Just in my life in general, like I was directionless. And that's how I was able to connect with one of the individuals at that program, right? And to get into this whole student-teacher relationship with this individual and have a beautiful conversation is just because I was able to identify in him his frustration with being you know, directionless. And I totally identified with that. It also came up in the area of like my work and my profession. And so like in the summer of 2020, I reframed, you know, my relationship with IT work. And I was like, I don't necessarily want to go back to a nine to five kind of a gig, which I know is ironic because I just today had my last set of interviews for a gig that would be a nine to five kind of a job. And it's funny how that goes full circle because I left a nine to five IT job to basically renounce that I would be going back to a a nine to five IT job to manifest contract work, which is that second thing, because then I got clear about what I wanted, right? I wanted to do contract work and then I was able to manifest that. But then to go back and feel okay about working for a company and a nine to five kind of a role. And the reason it's kind of funny is because it goes full circle. And Jim in the TCP program said, like, you need, he was telling me, you need to do whatever you can to get that financial stability so you can chase what it is that you really want, that you really are trying to go after, which is this teaching role. So all of this stuff is happening and it's totally coming full circle and it's all manifesting. So anyway, that came up for me that I didn't have clarity around my job and like, what did I really want? Um, It took me some time to actually define that. And then it took a little bit of time to manifest it. What I want in a partner, this came up for me. This came up like last May and I sat down and this is going to play into another point here with intentions, but I sat down and I got very specific. I got incredibly specific about what I wanted in a partner And, you know, I, I've kind of laughed at this before because my ex-wife had a list of things that, you know, she wanted in a partner and stuff like that. And I was kind of like, uh, you know, like how it seemed a little bit absurd to me. Honestly, I did judge it, you know, like at the time, but then, I mean, it, it makes some sense, you know, now that I'm on a flip side of it and it takes me a long, it took me some time to learn some things and appreciate some things that my X did. uh, And this is kind of one of them. It wasn't necessarily a list of like what I did of like, well, I guess it was actually, I did, we got, I got very specific about what I wanted in a partner. Um, and, um, and that, and in doing that, it's interesting what came to pass, what manifested from that point onward, um, to tell you the truth, but it became clear in my mind about what I was looking for. And then while I was at like another point um, to speak to this um, clarity of outcome was making a scene in the food court at the journey within, Um, you know, I didn't have a why I knew that I wanted to make a scene. I didn't have an outcome. I didn't have a why I didn't know what, why I would make a scene in the food court, but then somebody defined it for me about like, Hey, you could ask for donations for a charity. And then once somebody else, to find my outcome, I felt totally fine and empowered 
to go and do that. And the reason that comes up is that even during my interviews today, my interviews today, there was a question or two from one or two of the interviewers that made me think about this. And it was like, they, one of the questions was something about like, you know, define the process that you would do um, or undertake um, to like achieve like um, an outcome. And I'm not really remembering the question very well, but it was basically along that line. And I was like, well, I, my first thing that I would ask is like, what's the, what's the goal? What's the outcome that we're trying to, to achieve? Looking for somebody else to define that for me. That's, as I reflect back on it, that's what I was saying. And that's what I had asked. And the interviewer, the interviewer was like, well, it, you say you have the latitude to define what that outcome is. Now what? And I'm like, oh shit. Like that, it just struck me because it, I found this to be profound in a, a number of ways is that it just, it struck me in the, in the way of like, I don't always have clear defined outcomes and it's actually something I'm not entirely comfortable with like when somebody else defines it for me I have like no problem thinking about ways of how to reach that goal or achieve that outcome like I can get there now there's sometimes when I have absolute clarity on an outcome and I'm like I'm convinced I can see it like it's there and I know I'm going to get there but there's definitely other times where like I don't have that and it does create this level of uncertainty in me and there it does create this fear like within me which is totally lack of faith you know um and i just found it a real interesting experience and reflection so it made me ask you know and while i was at the journey within this came up for me too but today it was punctuated through the interviews um, but it, asked, it made me ask myself while I was at the journey within, is where, where else in my life do I not have clear, specific outcomes? So I knew that I had to take a moment or some time, more than just a moment, and define areas in my life that I wanted to have clear, specific outcomes because I wanted to have clarity and I wanted to have specific things happen in those areas of my life. So I wrote down eight different areas of my life that I wanted to have the have outcomes in and then I define clarity around that what outcomes was I looking for and so I for each of those eight sections of my life I came up with about at least two to three different like what's like what outcomes do I want and then I even put like timelines on it like when do I want these outcomes to be achieved you know like what are my targets with that and that took me some time, but I did that so I can gain clarity around that to set those intentions, you know, so that plays into the next point, right? Which is about intentions and intentions. So this is lesson 11, right? About intentions is like having intention is having a clear outcome and a clear why, right? And being intentional has been a huge thing for me over the last 14 months, like getting rid of all of my stuff, only buying like specific things, like the things that I'm doing, the things that I'm allowing into my life, like where my focus is, like all of that stuff, just intentional because I'm retooling my life like from the ground up and I want to be very, very intentional about what I'm doing. I want to be intentional about the energy that I'm bringing as I'm doing it. It's very specific, you know? And, um, after I thought about it some more, um, 
I thought about how this plays into my new and full moon rituals where I write out, and I've been doing this for probably a couple of years now, maybe two, two or three years, writing intentions every new and full moon. For the new moon, it's about what I want to bring into my life and the, the new things, that the seeds that I want to plant. And then the full moon is about harvesting those intentions or releasing things and letting go of what I no longer want in my life for things that are no longer serving me. And so I've been writing out intentions and then burning them and releasing them. And as I write out those intentions, I have clear, specific outcomes every single time. I have like a page or two, and front and back, so I guess maybe three to four pages of like intentions that I want to bring in or that I want to release. And so I just didn't necessarily think about how that applied to other areas of my life or just how I approached my life. Um, so I just found that it's just a good lesson for me. For me, it was a it was an interesting exercise and reflection. So to further speak to intention, you know, when I write out intentions for those full and new new moon and full moon ceremonies, I include language like the divine design of my life. And in fact, on Spirit Day, um, you know, for the journey within. Um, we set intentions uh, for the evening and my intentions for the evening were to fall further into surrender and trust the process and to have the divine design of my life made clear to me. And this language, this language is, which is going to play in the point number 12 um, for my lesson 12, um, is important, right? Language we speak our existence. We speak, we speak our reality into existence, which I've gotten into in other podcast episodes. So as I got further into this, again, to define, to get, to gain more clarity on like the words, right? I looked up the word, I looked up the definition of intention and intention is an aim, a plan. And the definition of intend is design or destined for a particular purpose or end. And as I read that, as I'm at the journey within, I felt a real connection to that because of the language that I use when I write my intentions, not only for like spirit, for, for spirit night, but for the new and full moon rituals that I do, like the divine design of my life. It's designed for a particular purpose or for a particular end. There is an aim or there's a plan you know, for my life, you know, and I'm, I'm calling that in and I'm either calling in things that, that I want or that I want to be aligned with my divine design of my, of my life. And I, I don't necessarily know what that is, but I'm asking for that stuff to be aligned with the divine design of my life or releasing things that are not aligned with the divine design of my life. So this goes into point number 12. This is the last thing I'm going to talk about, which is the, our language, you know? And it's just sometimes a simple reframe, you know? And so there's the quote by Einstein, which is the level, and I may get this wrong, but here's the general speaking of it. The same level of consciousness that created the problem is not the same level of consciousness that will solve the problem. And the question came out during, you know, the journey within is like, what if we viewed problems? What if we changed the language instead of 
calling it a problem. What if we saw a problem as like a gift or an opportunity? And so my reframe was the same level of consciousness that created the gift is not the same level of consciousness that will appreciate the gift. So it's just sometimes a simple, you know, in, in TCP, it's like you come up with a number of different interpretations, right? This is no different than what I was talking about in, you know, the episode where I spoke about interpretations. How are we choosing to interpret what it is, right? And it goes back to the three choices that we're always making. What are we focusing on? What are we making that mean? Whatever it is we're focusing on, what are we making that mean? And then how are we choosing to respond to it? And just a simple change in language, a simple reframe. We take a moment and choose to look at it differently and just shift our perspective, just shift our focus on it, can change everything. It's the quality of the questions which direct our focus, quality of our life changes. So all of this stuff is tied together, but these are a lot of the different lessons that I picked up and things that I just wanted to talk about and just kind of, like I said, give my experience with them in the now or at least recent past um, and how, it, how it's kind of impacting me um, in, the, in the moment. Uh, so I appreciate you guys listening and working with me or coming along this journey with me. And I want, I want to preface the next episode, episode 28, because there is a practical exercise that I would like to walk through uh, with you guys. And again, this this is going to not be too far different than what we do in Jim Fortin's TCP program. And it's definitely something that we do in uh, A Date with Destiny, if you go to, a, go to that or participate in that. Um, and it's around values and it's around rules, the rules that we have around values. Um, and it was just an exercise I forgot that we did. Actually, I forgot that we did it in both programs, in TCP and at Date with Destiny. We did it a little bit differently in TCP, um, and I just remember doing it at Date with Destiny back in December of 2018, and uh, it actually was pretty impactful. Um, more so now that I reflect upon it, it, more I didn't appreciate it as much when I was doing it at the time, but I, reflecting on it a few years later, I realized that it actually did change some things for me that I didn't really realize until now. Um, so that's going to be a practical kind of podcast where um, I'm going to just walk through some steps and some examples. And if you choose, it's up to you to follow along, to take the time to, you know, go through the exercise um, on your own time in your own life, you know, that kind of a thing. But anyhow, I'll wrap this up. I'll let you guys go. And I'll ask this because I've been forgetting to ask it on the last couple of episodes. But if you found this episode beneficial or helpful, please share it as other people may find it beneficial and helpful as well. So anyhow, I'm going to wrap it up here and you guys go live an inspired life so you can inspire others to live their authentic and inspired life. Because at the end of the day, living an inspired life is a choice. I love you guys and I'll see you next time. Bye.